So today we have Brooklyn roommates that have turned what was once a neighborly hustle for friends into a thriving business. Marissa Polanski and Christine Keller, the founders of Speech Tank. Hey guys. A woo felt appropriate there. I know. It always does. We're going to get a horn in here that goes (laughs) at one point. So yeah, don't worry about it. When you guys come back, we'll have all of those logistics worked out. I can't wait. Okay, guys, before we get into your background and dive into your college debauchery days, Christine, can you tell us a little bit more about what Speech Tank actually is? Sure. Um, what debauchery days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to come. Okay. Um, so Speech Tank is a speech writing company. Um, we write speeches for all occasions, including weddings, eulogies, retirement parties, office, corporate party toasts. Weddings have really been our sweet spot. And I would say that's because of the sheer volume of weddings that take place yes. every day um, and the amount of thought and investment that people put into those days. But yeah, we write speeches for all occasions. Um, And most of our clients have been in the U.S., Australia, and the U.K., and Canada, primarily. Oh, international. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Christine's favorite thing to say is that we're global. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The gravitas. Exactly. There's got to be a huge market for this, right? So why do you think that speech writing and speaking at these events is so daunting? I mean, I think it's because people are not used to public speaking, first of all. But we really say that, um, you know, one of our, our missions is to get people to connect. People are so, they, you know, they don't use the phone, they text. They don't um, text, they use emojis. They just don't know, not all people, I don't want to speak in generalities, but it is hard to communicate really intense feelings on, on a big stage in front of a ton of people, some whom you don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really nerve wracking experience and it's not something that people come up against a lot. Um, and we always say that like, just because you're a really great friend doesn't mean that you're a great writer or public speaker when the day rolls around. When we had our first initial call, I think you mentioned some crazy statistic <laughs> that making a speech, people have such fears about yeah. that. What was that again? Yeah. So um, many studies have found that people are more afraid of public speaking than dying. <gasps> Which when we heard that, we were like, well, we're dead. Yeah. This, is, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is an insane yeah. statistic. We're like, Done. splash that everywhere. Yeah. And how do we help people alleviate yeah. that fear? Yeah. Because that's a really intense fear. We can't help people not die, but we can help them <laughs> yeah. definitely with their public speaking. Yeah. I love that. It's so cool, though. Yeah. And and I also think to that end, I mean, there's so many different complicated dynamics that are happening when you're writing a speech. Let's say you're a maid of honor and it's for your sister. How do you boil down feelings for someone that you've known your entire life? Um, So whether it's you're too close to that person or whether it's like I'm a maid of honor for my sister and she's 10 years older than me and I haven't been around her and her you know, fiance in years because she moved out, she went to college and I was still a kid. Like I don't even remember memories with her. What do I say there? I think that's what Marissa and I are great at is just like listening to everything you have to say, stream of consciousness and choosing which stories will resonate best and saying like, that is an important story. Cause I think a lot of our clients will caveat things before they say a story. They'll say like, this probably isn't a big deal, but and that's when Marissa and I are like, wait a second, mm-hmm. back up. Cha-ching. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's the money. The yeah. money moment. Exactly. exactly. And that's where it all starts sort of coming together in our heads. And we're like, oh, there, 
that could be a theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So help me out here. If I was to contact you guys, so I wrote a speech for, no, I didn't write it. I just gave a speech for Britney's mock wedding that happened post-hurricane um, that canceled the wedding. So we, yeah. Yeah. Oh my you gosh. can't just like drop we that on us. Yeah. That's yeah. a hurricane yeah. in of no. itself. Right? Yeah. That, wow. Throw back to what? Episode three? Three, four, four five, maybe yeah. five. We don't actually know, but yeah, I think it was. We launched uh, a week before my wedding, the actual wedding, and then it was postponed due to Hurricane Florence because we were getting married in Charleston. Oh. So, my friends, they're bananas. They threw the most epic Florence and Levine first wedding party. <laughs> Her last name's Levine. Absolutely insane. Yep. And everyone was in ponchos and rain gear. Who and had this idea? Just my bananas friends, them, yeah. Bevan. Oh yeah, I mean. I can't take credit for that, but I fully supported it. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it was she Alex was involved. Ray. Yeah. Alex Ray and Alex Taylor, they're mm-hmm. both insane. And they just threw this all together. And they did a big dinner beforehand. And Bevan just stood up and made everyone cry. You did, oh, wow. you did, and did a little speech. But I get to your your thing. But that was sorry. That We're was the backstory. If you want, she's <laughs> but she can get up and do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She speaks sentimentally from the heart, and she doesn't have that. We both actually are yeah. like okay with standing up and speaking yeah. and not really envisioning what's around us. We could just kind of go. She has rev bev moments too, so she goes up in the air, waves her hands, and rev people bev. are like rev bev. Love I appreciated a wedding. So yeah. So yeah. Bev, see though. see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Too. So you are not that's like your Sasha Fierce name. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It, is. Yes. Yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. My true Sasha Fierce. But how yes. did you feel like when you made people cry at this drop? I mean of the there's hat. no better feeling in I the know. whole world to me. I, I mean that's kind of like what I live for. Totally. It's That's, a good moment. It's funny that she brought up Sasha Fierce because Christine and I started because I had gone to a wedding and I came back. It was like um, my cousin's wedding. It was her maid of honor. And I was I dropped, truly like practically, physically dropped the mic, but like <laughs> emotionally dropped the mic. And I was like, oh, I'm Beyonce. The whole rest of the night, everyone was like, bride who you are amazing and I was like I came I back I, like, I want to give that feeling to everyone why can't everyone have that feeling yeah and so that is honestly what we started the company to give that feeling to everybody that's um, incredible yeah. I love that story yeah. you will not tell us the story on the phone yeah. that's so much better truly so I can still yeah. remember like your face coming home from that wedding you were like you don't understand yeah. this speech it's, it's the best feeling in the world yeah. I love the speeches and yeah. when they suck they suck I totally when they're good they're so good they're and I love changer. that your instinct was totally to give that to other people mine was like where can I do this again <laughs> who wants to hear me who's hiring because yeah, I'm the shit yeah. <laughs> so I did this one speech for Brittany at her mock wedding and then now her second wedding her true wedding <laughs> <laughs> is right around the corner. If I were to contact you guys, could you walk me through the process of beginning to end how this would work for me if I were to contact you? Yeah, totally. Well, it sounds like you don't really need our help, but um, <laughs> but we, we typically offer two packages. So one is if you've already written the speech and you have a full draft, but it's like maybe just not polished or you're not feeling like it's the Beyonce feeling mm-hmm. we'll help you get there so I'll edit it and um, sometimes it often takes us asking a couple questions via email to get a better sense of things or to like fill in holes but the the primary package that people choose like 95% of the time is um, the full package which is we have a call with you 
And as Christine was saying, we get all of your stories, a sense of you, your tone, what you want out of the speech. And then we sort of on the call sometimes will float some ideas, like if we're seeing it come to life, like in the dangerous, mi- not dangerous mind, beautiful yeah, mind. A beautiful, beautiful mind. Beautiful yeah. mind. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes dangerous. I'm not teaching. Yeah. yeah. I'm not teaching inner city kids, <laughs> but you know, when it all comes together on the blackboard, the, that one. The beautiful. You are and the Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. speech writer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, she is fierce. She yeah. is. Um, just to bring it back to Sasha Fierce. Um, but yeah, so then we'll have um, this call and it all come together and then we'll write a first draft and send it over to them. They have a few days or some whatever it might be, a window of time to look at it, give us any feedback, anything we might have missed, uh, and then we'll incorporate the notes and send over a ready to deliver final draft. And then it's kind of on them. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Really cool. But do you ever practice with them? Like, let's say they're like, okay, we have the speech now. Can we read this back to you guys? Or how does that work? Or is it just like, you know, when they get it, they get it? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if you ever practice. We always offer that as an option, but I will say, I think the majority of clients are just so happy to have the speech in hand and they feel so confident once they have the words because I truly think that fear is just seeing a blank page and saying, I don't know where to start and I don't know what the stories are. I also think that um, Marissa and I send tips beforehand to many clients that ask. And I also think that that assuages anxiety as well. We also put in um, how we want you to say it if we had it our way. So like italics, we'll say pause for laughter, bold things, that kind of thing. So it's like a little bit, you know, gives them Baked some in. kind of roadmap. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I had no idea that you guys did those extra things yeah. on the side. <laughs> like that's awesome. Well, yeah. So what's your background, both of you? Mm-hmm. I'm a writer and editor. Uh, I was at Scholastic for, gosh, seven, seven years. years. Yeah, thanks, Christine. <laughs> and writing on the side uh, and a children's book author and lots of other things. Um, and Christine. Yeah, so my background is in psychology. So I went to NYU, got my master's in psychology and um, did a lot of quantitative and qualitative research where I had to ask a lot of probing questions for whatever research project I was assigned to. So I really got in the habit of asking those probing questions, Mm -hmm. which has come in handy on these speech tank calls and knowing when to dig a little bit deeper and knowing, you know, not to ask a yes or no question because it stops there, but just learning really how to harness that you know, researcher in me and ask those questions. And then after that, my first job at the CFDA, I was hired as our writer. So have a background in writing. Um, And then Marissa, obviously, is wonderful editing background. (laughs) Yeah. So now present day, how did you two determine it was, I know this moment, obviously, when you came back from the wedding, but were you just sitting there and like, we've had this friendship, we've built this together. Do we just start it? Yeah, I think, so I always called you, whatever Greg Gumberg, Grunberg's name, I'm butchering that name, yeah. in Felicity, the Sean character, yes. how he's always like coming I up with like, the big ideas. <laughs> Why do we talk about Felicity all the oh, time? Oh, perfect, yeah. then you guys know. Because it's the so only relevant. show I've ever been obsessed yeah. with. Yeah. So, okay, so Sean, you know. I used to always call her Sean because we were living together on our, in our Mulberry apartment <laughs> like when we were 24, and you would come in like every day just like I came up with a new idea like a mad scientist I have a new idea I have a new idea and they were like crazy ideas and I was like one day and then you got in the habit of coming up with ideas and then like a week later we would hear about someone starting the idea and I was like you know what your your ideas are so powerful like we've got to like jump on something when we come up with something and I think we were always sort of like what can we do together we work so well together in the world and like and we just have the best yeah 
we're such we're a true partnership in like so many ways so it just was natural that we would end up here today yeah but also I I'll say like I had these zany ideas hopefully they're better than Sean's because like I remember him selling <laughs> fruit at a library that's like my only Felicity that's reference so, true. so like great episode. I mean in my mind they were like really good the finals it's the finals <laughs> yeah. episode and he sells out but he yeah. has Julie he sell does. them yeah yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. so she's my Julie because I just had the ideas and then I would just like let them like go and we were sitting it was my birthday. We went to Miss Lily's for a boozy brunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Christine was like, no, this actually, though. And then the next day, or I don't know, in my mind, the next day, uh, you, she actually like put the building box together to do the thing. So. so was there a moment that you guys were like, this can, that moment you're like, this can really work. How did you know how to act on that? Yeah. Well, I think at that boozy brunch, we were both writing speeches for friends of ours. So that's kind of the impetus. Yeah. All of our friends were coming to us. They were like, can you write the speech for me? And different friends too, from different networks and, and mm. sides of things. So that's how I think we saw a through yes. line. And then at that brunch, we were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm writing a speech for someone. And you were like, huh, I am too. And then we looked at each other and we were like, wait a second <laughs> and I remember we got our notepad out on like the app and then yeah. came up with the name speech tank yeah we, we started came up with it that day that and I day. still have it in my notes on my phone which is really fun that's so fun yeah. that's really sweet wow. did you realize what goals you had at that moment that you had a product that required zero overhead that you could immediately start to just chug out and charge for I don't know. I don't know to that moment. I mean, I, I know it. we left like walking on a cloud yes, because yes. we were like, this is it. This is and something. And that there was like a purpose. And there was a purpose. Yeah. yeah. And But I think once we started having clients, we didn't even have a website and we started to get clients through word of mouth. And that's, I think, awesome. when we were like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even have proof of concept yet and people are coming to us. And then, you know, we delivered and then they came back to us and said, this was amazing. I killed it. I gave the speech. And so once I think we had those testimonials too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, number one, we had clients. Number two, we had testimonials to back up our proof of and concept. And it gave us the confidence too, mm. to know this could really be a business, not well, like a hustle. And I read about you guys yeah. in Vogue. Yeah. And when Bevan brought up your name and a mutual friend of ours, Becca, she brought up your name and I was like, stop it right there. Like the speech tank girls. I've been <laughs> reading about them. I, she because really I really, I, I was fangirling because I love new companies. I love launch stories. And I was like, stop. I've read about them in Vogue. <laughs> I know they're doing great things. They're helping others. They're really, you know, getting people to have a voice. So was it that moment that, that maybe you that had that story or I was like, who's their publicist? <laughs> <laughs> but I did. It's Christine. Christine's the publicist. So, yeah. <laughs> obviously the CFTA. Yeah. We, and we probably have worked together in different and past lives. Yeah. We really have. But yeah. Yeah, was there a moment that just like clicked where it kind of just started spiraling? Taking off. I think the the press really helped, um, for sure. How I did mean, you get that press? You know, I want to say the, f- I'm trying to remember the first person. I, I think Vogue.com was the first to, to write about us. And then, I no, want to say. remember, yeah, we, you did a like janky press release it wasn't janky. Okay. We have to. Uh, no, no, no. It was beautiful. It was wow. beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and then, okay, agree to disagree. Um, and then we, I remember you just like were sending it to editors, like guessing at their names more or less. And yeah. like, then we, you were like, I just sent one to Vogue. And I remember being like to you, like, ha, Vogue, yeah, right. And 15 minutes later, 
Yeah. They got back to us, and, and Alex, like, Megan, our fairy godmother. Who's the best. Who is amazing. Who started yes. over the moon. Yeah. Awesome. And she should be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. She's absolutely. truly incredible. Yep. Brilliant We're banking mind. on you for this. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going yeah. to connect with great her. Interest. Absolutely. Yeah. You will. She's phenomenal. Yes. So, yes, you were right. So, she wrote about us first. And then I think, I mean, once you get attention from Vogue.com, the rest sort of spiral from there. And then we were on Glamour and Hello Giggles Refinery and Refinery29. And um, Harper's Bazaar yeah. and yeah I think once you get attention from one outlet it, you know press is traditional in that way it sort of trickles into more and more and now you know. most of our clients yeah you know you're, you're <laughs> pro most of our clients now find us through press and through our SEO which is high because of press so yeah I love it well obviously it wasn't that janky but press yeah. <laughs> it wasn't we're gonna have a word about that yeah. later I'm getting daggerized you this is a podcast so you guys can't see Christine's eyeballs but they are big and scary and she's shooting them but at I me. get it you don't know yeah. you're throwing it out there and you don't yeah. know where the right. net is going to catch and originally like you I mean you have writing experience but you're a psychology major yeah, so you're totally. putting together all the stuff from your background and you never know who's going to answer this stuff totally. ever and I know that feeling too when you're like yes this yeah. is incredible when someone gets back to you absolutely and I think that's sort of the difference in our personalities too I'm like I'll email uh-huh. anyone yeah <laughs> Like that, which this one's is which? Like getting really She'll scary. Yeah. And so building blocks, <laughs> putting together, reaching out to everybody and being like, of course we can get that person. <laughs> and she's like, Brittany, Brittany, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, we so, don't. Yeah. I'm like, yes, Same. we do. But like, then no believe idea. it or not, we're such a yin and yang balance yeah. that she's like, I have a big idea. And, yeah. da, 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 and I'm coming in with 90 things. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's. That's a great idea, actually, but yeah. let's scale back the like 17 other ones <laughs> <laughs> and run with the one. Run with the one. But you need that balance sometimes. You Absolutely. definitely need the balance. Yeah. How do yeah. you guys, when you as a team, and we, you know, originally we set out these guidelines when we first started, we're like, if this starts to feel like it impacts our friendship, mm-hmm. we're going to stop and we'll we stop. want to maintain our friendship. Did you ever set anything like that before starting out on your business? Not before starting, but we've had conversations, I think, like throughout as we started working together. I think we started to say like, if it overtakes our lives or if we feel like, you know, something, an impediment in our friendship, then we would walk away. But that hasn't happened yet. But we've, but we've started to sort of like see how that could happen and like paid attention to other stories where it has happened. And I think we're mindful of it now. Um, But I think starting out (laughs) now. Yeah. We're just like we're going. We're, 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 the truth is, is that yeah, of course it's hard. How could it not be? And but I think that to speak for us, like our friendship, not to, I'm going to cry, but like our friendship is so strong that I just never worry if this if if God forbid like something terrible happens with the business, it'll never be life altering for our friendship. We're honestly family at this point. I remember my dad was like, do you, do you trust Christine? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah, like more than myself. Like, (laughs) yeah, we're going to be good. More than you. (laughs) Right. Oh my, do I trust you? I don't know. But yeah, so I think we got, you know, we're really lucky in that we had such a long history as friends first, but yeah, we have to check in a lot. And I would say that's the most important piece is, is the check-in. And sometimes we do have to say, if we're going out to dinner, we'll have to say like a no speech shank dinner. Right. Like we can't, yeah. we can't talk about business tonight because I think 
we for a period of like I remember a couple of months we were getting into a habit and a rhythm of only talking about business and then important things were happening in our lives and we weren't <laughs> covering them yeah. and it was because all the airtime we're so busy all the airtime yeah. we had together um, was devoted to speech tanks so such a good point. I think that's important if you're if your business partner set those boundaries and your, and your best friends um, and, and carve out time specifically to hang out and not talk about the business which mm-hmm. is hard because you're so excited about it you yeah. want it yeah, yeah. a lot of our conversations go back to all of it but we're we too like we're pretty good about being like you know what we just kind of got to shut it off we're done with this and let's watch a movie together and let's just drink wine together and let's go have fun yeah and checking in because I think as we were growing you know to be like do we want to do this like what are our goals and are they aligned because it happens so quickly and it does like when you have something exciting and that people want like it happens quickly and then you're kind of like you want to make sure oh this wasn't something that I just kind of wanted to do like this is something I want to devote like meaningful time to and so making sure that you're aligned is really important because you don't want to take someone along for the ride that doesn't want to be there oh yeah speaking of moving so quickly we've been talking about this a lot lately the idea of owning your own value and making sure that you stand up for what you're worth and you own that you guys from the day that you started working you didn't work for free how first and foremost did you determine what your value was what the service you were providing was worth yeah well for one thing we couldn't afford to work for free we had full-time jobs so it's like you know we want to help people but we also you know don't have that more hours in the day than anybody else so it was like we knew that we had to to look at it as a business um I think that we surveyed a lot of people I had done a lot of freelance writing so I had a sense of like what is you know my time worth genuinely I would say it wasn't really even so much about clients it was also about like what is it worth um and then we did survey friends and we had a price point and everyone kept kind of coming back to that um at least in the beginning yeah and I think we did some trial and error pricing Mm -hmm. tests at the beginning Mm -hmm. and really found what our sweet spot was and, Mm -hmm. and what was converting to customers and and yeah I think we did research on what typical people charge for services um, and found that this also was a sweet spot. So by research, you mean you asked people like asked people looked looked on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At at different, at different companies. Um, Yeah. I think that very, very helpful. And for me also, like when you guys mentioned that initial call, how much time is that initial call? Because I know time is money, exactly. right? Yes. And that's value. So how much time? Because I could see people talking to you guys for hours and you being like, I've got to go. Yeah. I think at this point, um, we know exactly when we've got the material and we're able to say like, you know what? We're good. We've got it. And we make them feel confident in a way. We close the loop and we're like, we've got it. This is going to be amazing. So I think the call varies. It's anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Um, And that goes into that fee. So we're making sure that that time is accounted for because that time is very valuable. Very valuable. And it's a true service. Like When people get off the phone with us, they say, that felt like therapy. Like I hadn't thought about those memories in so long. Oh my God, you guys, I mean, need to make like a new wave wedding crashers. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You Speaking do. of which, we've all seen the scene. Yeah. Can you please help us avoid all of that? What are the key elements to a great speech? Not a good speech, a great speech. Well, I think that, first of all, you have to know 
who you are. So in that example, it's like she wasn't funny. She, you know, wasn't a comedian necessarily. And so I think you just have to sort of know, are you the kind of person who, um, you know, at a dinner party says something that makes everyone cry? Or are you someone that, you know, everyone wants to sit next to at that dinner party because you make everyone laugh? Like whatever it is that you're good at, lean into it. I think people think that there's a formula, but it really starts with you, who you are. And I think taking stock and being honest about that is superbly important. And that's actually why we have a call and don't do emails because we get a sense of the people on the phone and their tone. Yeah. And think of your speech like a story, have a beginning, a middle and an end. Um, and then we like to have a theme that I think ties everything together um, and really helps guide the listener and provide structure to the piece. I love that. Know well, yourself. I have to just turn the tide for yeah. one quick yeah. second before we talk about all of your beautiful futures. My fiance is all about the handwritten speech, spending time, being authentic. He works on his speeches for about three mm-hmm. weeks. I have no ideas what our vows are going to look like. Yeah. But for all of those people that maybe say, these need to be my own words. I need to really express this. What do you say to those people that say that maybe this is inauthentic, that this is not me speaking, this is someone else writing my speech? We love it because we're like, this is great. (laughs) But, you know, you probably get that sometimes. We always say, and it's genuinely true, that these people's words and stories, we're just helping them share them. And it's genuine. That is the genuine answer like we have that you know people say that again and again I don't know how it's kind of creepy that you were able to speak exactly like me but um really it is it is just their words parroted back at them because you they don't you don't necessarily know what what makes a great speech um so we're not making things up you know yeah I mean I've had lines and speeches where you said like did you say that or did did the client say that and I was like no that was a quote from them they just didn't know where to put that or like how to tell the story Mm -hmm. so truly they are their words were just helping give them a platform to share I think it's so cool because I remember when I was writing for my sister's wedding it was overwhelming it was overwhelming I had 36 years of memories with this person who's my favorite person on the planet and I reached out to a friend and I was like here are my ideas it was Becca I reached out to Becca and I was like this is where I am I don't know how to even begin to organize this and it's just like reaching out to someone that you know that actually you're guaranteed is going to provide you with something that helps you organize your thoughts. Yeah, and I think that sometimes people will come to us with a very clear idea of what they want. Like we wrote an officiant speech um, this summer and the man who came to us had a very clear, distinct idea. Like I want to make people laugh at the beginning and then I want them to cry like three quarters of the way (laughs) in. And then, you know, he had a very clear idea. And I think once we delivered on that and sent him back his final draft I remember him saying like oh you checked all the boxes like you did exactly what I wanted you to do sometimes people have sort of like a desultory mess in their minds and we can help them connect those dots and then sometimes people really have a clear idea so I think we can sort of like cater to both kinds of clients which is awesome yeah it's it's such a relief to know that this is there at our disposal (laughs) at any time seriously and that's the point I think that's something else that we try to say to clients like we are here to make your lives easier like that is why we exist you don't need to stress from the minute you reach out to us to the second you get your draft delivered to you like there is no stress involved and I think the testimonials are our favorite part because truly after someone gives a speech I'm like counting down the minutes to send them an email to say like how did it go Mm -hmm. because the testimonials when we get them back are the best part because that's when Marissa and I are like oh this is why we do this 
you guys need to start sharing the speeches on your social if given permission and just saying like this is x this is x and really you know centering in on them because i, I just can't even i want to listen to all I of them like, <laughs> i like, want to see like maybe like i don't know a highlight video yeah, yeah. what was our one of our fa- one of my favorite testimonials yeah. came from a speech you wrote and he said you helped me improve my relationship with my father which <gasps> everyone cries here so this is why <laughs> yeah, yeah. wow we were like Mic drop, Sasha yeah. Fierce. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we were like, you should maybe talk to your father some more. But yay! And you're changing yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Truly, yeah. I mean, I think that's when we're like, oh my god, that's that's one of the the things. Like, family dynamics are so complicated, and we're helping people navigate that. Yeah, my favorite testimonial came recently when someone said, you know, I was excited to give the speech. That is genuinely why we started it. She was like, I was so terribly afraid to do this. And now you gave me the tools to be excited. You know what I think about my husband always says to me, he's always like prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Where did he get that? I I don't know. He's another level. Preach. Preach. But I think that is ultimately what it is. When something like that feels so overwhelming, even though you may, if you invest the time and energy, get there on your own. To know that you are doing the actual work and you have someone to support you and help you and guide you and then help you with your delivery. You've done all the work. You can stand up proud. You can deliver and you're going to walk away hands in the air, Beyonce. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the goal. Do you have one piece of advice if you're people coming to you for the public speakers out there? that are so fearful of really getting up in front of a crowd, is there something that you tell all of your clients? We tell them to say, I'm excited. Don't say, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. Say, I'm excited. That simple reappraisal of emotion will change everything. From weddings, well, eulogies, no. I'm clapping. Yeah. <laughs> She's got clapping. the slow this clap is going. Like literally everything I live in. <laughs> yeah, you, and you really, sometimes you have to convince yourself. Sometimes you're like, no, those are nerves. But then you have to be like, nope, nope, it's, it's, it's excitement. Like you really have to have a conversation with yourself and be active in that conversation with yourself. But I, I promise it works. Can you tell us about the future of Speech Tank? Lots of events, workshops, um, hiring writers, and growing, growth. growing, growing. Yeah. You guys are hiring writers now. Yeah. Amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Where do yeah. people that are excited about potentially applying, where would they go to find you? Email us, go to our website, and send us an email. We're so excited to watch you guys grow. This is amazing. And just as a female-owned business, starting from best friends, neighbors, really neighbors, yep. now growing to where you are, we just can't wait to watch your journey. 